Gideon, guys. I'm Johnny Hitchback. And I'm Travis Washington. And this is the show where Travis and I are breaking down every episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. And we are at Season 5, Episode 6, Mortal Combat. But before we get to the show, before we get to the show, uh, I think it's time for, as, as everyone knows who listens, that I, I've been coaching Little League. I'm on my fifth year of coaching Little League, and the season just started. I'm not going to get it anywhere near it. That's the whole point. I didn't know that's what it was going to be called. I, like I, I tried to think of something. Uh, yeah. I tried to think of something better. And I'm like, nah, the, that's fine. The CBC might come after our ass. Don Sherry uh, states a thing in Canada. Coach's corner is like a use uh, long story. I don't want to get into it. But if that's what if that's it, I think we're okay. I think, I think we're, we're I think okay. we'll be fine. I think it, it reminds me of after Mets games, old Met sure. Ralph Kiner. Oh, yeah, of course. Have Kiner's corner. Oh, yeah, so. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah so i mean there's so much i want to tell but i'm going to keep it short so we played three games so far first game we lost not by much uh my pitchers are still getting there they're figuring it all out uh but it was one of those well we could have won that game and then the game we played last night same a, a couple of dumb errors and mistakes one poor sweet kid on my team who just can't retain anything and forgot how to run bases in the middle of a, a play. Uh, What's his name? What's his name? Let, let's out this guy. <laughs> oh, everyone at the park heard his name uh, yeah. more than once uh, okay, yesterday. Okay. With, with my one coach finally going as he got he got to third, uh, miraculously got to third, uh, mm-hmm. and and uh, my other coach looked at me because you're killing me, kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I just want to mention. And we came back at the end and won, and not we didn't win. We lost 10 to 15. And we had a great last inning. Same thing with our first game. Great last inning. They all like got it together at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. But let me just tell you a little story about our second game. Now, in the league, they are trying to find more teams. So they're searching to some of the t- uh, towns uh, uh, that border uh, Longmont. And uh, every now and then you get uh, a team that's just a little bit different. We had one last year. It was a pro level team. I've talked about them, and it was they were terrible. It was the we called him the Cobra Kai because uh, the coach <laughs> that that was the coach that was the coach. Yeah, yeah awesome. he was the biggest prick ever, and was barred from ever being in our league again. Right, right. Uh, so the other day, me, my coach uh, uh, Mark, who's uh, my nephew's uh, nephew's dad, one of my coaches, and we show up to the field first. And we're setting up and I'm looking at this team that's all there practicing. And at first, Mark's, Mark goes, that team's got a lot of coaches. And I got closer. I was like, no, wait a minute. This can't be right. And I go over that's to make no sure. That's no moon. It's that's no moon. Station. Exactly. Exactly. And, and in white. So perfect, Travis. Yeah. Um, I go over and I'm like, I just want to check. Or I want to work the right field. He goes, yep, we're 11 and 12. Okay, Travis. Mm-hmm. three quarters of these 11 and 12 year olds were as tall as if not taller than both me one was six five two had to be were about my height and weighed more than i do 
just wow. big Babe Ruth kids. And they, there was a bunch of them and they pitched like maniacs. It was just, it was insane. Mm-hmm. Insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were making jokes about like, where was this team from? Venezuela? You know I mean? Just like they used to do in the little league world series. Sure. Uh, yes. And, uh, <laughs> and murdered us. They were nice though. You know, they weren't mean when, when a kid would get on base and one of my kids would get on base and steal after mm-hmm. a walk, it fist bump them. You know, they, they knew what was going on here. They were slaughtering a bunch of kids. And yeah. so at the last inning though, uh, my, one of the larger kids was pitching and we hadn't gotten a hit at all. And they'd asked us if we wanted to quit. And my boys said no, and they didn't accept the mercy rule and they kept playing. So that cool. made me proud. Uh, my nephew's going up to bat and he's a great hitter. And he was a little intimidated. He'd been pitching to this team all game too and did decent, but you know, they just home run after home run. And I look at him, I'm like, buddy, this is just like the batting cages. It's just like the batting cages. Now look at that kid right there. Think of him as a big, fat batting cage. And he looks at me, he's like, that's rude, uncle. And I was like, feeling rude. And then I said, hit my music. And I did a little hip swivel as I walked to third base to coach. And, uh, and he got up there and he lined one in the right and got on first, stole his way home. So awesome. final score, 20 to one. Yeah. And the boys mobbed him, mobbed him yeah, <laughs> in the dugout awesome. after the game. <laughs> that's fun. I love well, that's it. been the first of, uh, there'll be a few coaches' corners. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I don't want to say you guys are, you're not cliche by any chance, but but it's like, it's like you found like all of these great stories that have happened already and different examples of the, 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 the bad news bears throughout history uh-huh. and, and different movies and TV show variations. And you guys have found a way to, to re- retell that script many ways. And I, I love it. I love it. I love the, I love the team spirit. Did I, I mention, what, I don't, what's I the name mention, of the team again? That's, I was going to say, I had this, this league boy, they mess stuff up. Uh, I specifically requested that we be the yellow team again because for the past two years we were the yellow team and we're the yellow jackets, right? And they all were showing. And I have one of the only teams that has a retention rate of the same kids every year, and they were all showing up for practice in their old yellow jerseys along with my new kids. And I go to pick up uh, the shirts and I got orange, and they made some bullshit excuse about it. I talked to one of the other coaches like they gave us yellow and I wanted green. And I'm like, okay, but we can't switch because the sponsors names are on them. Right. And uh, so I was thinking about it all day that day, like orange, orange. What am I going to, what am I going to do? I was trying to look stuff up. Nothing worked. It was like tigers. I guess I don't know. And, uh, and then it hit me. Orange crush, baby. We're the orange right. crush. Right. 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 And uh, dude, that's the, that's Bronco's nickname. And our colors with the league logo it's orange and blue so i told them all that all the ones who like football like it and i had one kid who goes i like fanta (laughs) i go well we're not gonna be the fantas (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we're the orange crush i like it i I want to put uh lays on once we start winning some games and tell them about the legend of Kona Crush. That's what I was going to say. Shaka Bra. That's what I was Shaka about to Bra. Show. I'm going to have them all going Shaka Bra, baby. Oh, man, if you can get shirts like that. Like that old, uh, like those uh, love tank tops that match his old uh, gear. Now we're talking. 
Oh, that dude, I wish. Board. I wish. I'm definitely going to have him go shock and bra. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right. So we are at, as I said, Mortal Kombat Season 5, Episode 6, which is Katie Lotz's directing debut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I get it right out of the way right now. Episode still misses her in front of the camera. I mean, uh, but... I think she does an admirable job here. There's some yeah, fun yeah, direction yeah, going yeah, on yeah, here. Yeah, she pulls it together for sure. Yeah. She um, also, and I didn't include this in the IMDb because there's a ton of quotes of interviews with her about her going, I was nervous, so I'm preparing and I didn't want to be distracted. But now that I've done it, I think I can act and direct at the same time. Uh, and there uh, you go. Yeah, this was her first. This is her, I think she directed some little indie film uh according to imdb once but this was the first big thing and she makes it all makes it very clear and once you act on these shows you kind of know right right what to do yeah Yeah, that's cool that's cool they gave her that freedom like to give her the time off for the one before and this Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool uh and it also shows that they had faith uh in the uh the rest of the ensemble um which uh yeah here we are episode uh five mm-hmm. of season or six technically still five on uh right. All, right, all right yeah yeah uh what's it called again uh mortal mortal combat combat oh you're looking it up right yeah because we need the uh, synopsis yeah i got it right here with sarah still away from the wave rider the legends find a new encore with ava's new invention the prognosticator and must now try to defeat genghis khan in 1990s hong kong constantine's life is hanging in the balance and ray nora and gary i'll try to help him but Constantine tries to make a deal with Astra instead. Meanwhile, Bayrod has been confused about Charlie's recent behavior, but they all learn why Charlie is trying to outrun her past and from what. Oof, that's a long one. It was. It always is. <laughs> so, uh, and real quick, uh, talking a little bit about last episode, because we got so off on it, and even me, about how much we didn't like last episode. Yep. We completely forgot to mention at the end of it, uh, hip, Hell Hippie Mom turns Constantine's coin forward and makes his lung cancer happen right, all at right. once yeah. and yeah. is dying. So. Yeah. yeah, I thought we got to that. No, we did not. Know. We yeah, yeah. did not. All right. Well, that's <laughs> we got, we were like, but I was looking at the INDB scores, which don't reflect the reviews really ever. And the lowest scores, like the 7.6s to 7.9s, are. Um, the one with Rasputin, Meet the Legends, which surprised me because I think that one's good. Me too. Um, of course we do. The one, of course, um, ahead of her time, last week's uh, uh-huh. real low score. This yeah. one, this one, and one coming up later that I absolutely adore, but I understand why mm. it got scored low. I think it's okay. awesome, but okay. it's I can see why. Uh, okay. I can get why this one would score a little. I yeah, mean, you know a... what my reason? You know what my reason is? Uh, I love it. Dialogue. I love the direction. That's there's some dialogue in this that uh, I, I think takes uh, me out of it. I just think it's just it's not the strongest uh, scripts. Uh, it, it picks That's what up I after they've it, or not 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 the necessarily what they're they're saying to each other. Just like how they're um, making us have to believe that this is something that real people would do or real people would think uh, in this moment to move something forward. I think that happens a couple times early on. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get to it, I'm sure. But I, I th- like I said, I think by the end, she uh, or they like, I mean, the whole thing kind of 
basically pulls itself together? I think it does by the end as well. And yeah. I, I also, I mean, if you're going to do a John Woo uh, tribute, you know, go hog wild and they do. So I, and I kind of like that stuff. Of course, it, but, but it could be like, I don't know. You don't start with the dove. <laughs> the dove's meant to be like, it's kind of like, okay, what are you, are you trying to, because you can't immediately attach that character to John Woo. If you do, if, it, if, you, if you're expecting the audience to immediately attach this character to John Woo with the, the dove uh, thing, um, I don't. I don't think that that's the right assumption to have. Mm, it's kind of that's. I, I get it, but I think it's it's so close to nerd culture about knowing about John Woo and doves. But yeah, I see what I, you I mean by, like, Yeah, yeah I, I, I think they could have used that. At a, yeah, yeah, that that should have happened at some other point in the thing. Yeah, it, it's almost like they announced that. Hey, we're about we're about to do a John Woo trivia. Yes, yes. The dove is gonna. T- you see the dove. Is that you know, <laughs> stick, stay tuned kind of thing? Because then it started to like that's what you know that that yeah. should be like because it was to break, kinda, right? Yeah, it could, should be a joke at the end kind of thing. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, exactly. That it literally, and they needed the bird to turn to to camera and go, "Be right back." Yeah, Bebo, right back. <laughs> All right, so the show starts with Constantine uh, dying up on the wave rider to bringing him to Gideon. Team runs in. Gideon says it's terminal. Uh, Gary asks Ava, hold me. There's levels of Gary in this one where I'm just like, Ugh, and then or I really like him at the end. Uh, really? Oh man, like he was, uh, he was nails on a chalkboard. Oh, he's the most nails this. on the chalkboard. He's got, yeah. he's, he's got like two moments that really yeah. okay, work okay. for me. Okay. And of course those moments are, he's not being a goofball. It's I'll tell you the one when he goes, when he goes, look, I've had enough of this. You know, it's right. time for you to accept this. Yeah, 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 you need people to talk to, and suddenly yeah. I'm like, Gary suddenly sounds like a rational adult mm-hmm. and not a blubbering, as mm-hmm. they call him, the it's village just so idiot. Buried in it, man. It just means yeah. nothing. It's just so hard. I feel so bad for that actor. I'll <laughs> tell you again because I'm not going to give it away, but they I find know, a I way. Know, I know, I know. It, it's a it's it's the most bonkers way to kind of sweep it under the rug, but it doesn't really work. Right. But yeah. it's so wild that I love it. Funny. Uh, so uh, Charlie uh, hushes up any loom talk from uh, uh, JC and uh, again it's terminal and he goes alright no sense in quitting now and goes to light up a fucking cigarette Boom, I was and like, hit the music cue yeah. to hit the music and I was like that's a dark that's a dark way to it's funny it would have been great if it was more like <laughs> oh yeah yeah good pull then bam there <laughs> <laughs> Now we're talking. Ooh, feel that one, kids. See, uh, look how good that looked. And everybody go, else, yeah. and everybody watching it, like, oh yeah, he looks so he's fucking cool. Fuck, <laughs> he looks so fucking cool. Look at him, he's covered in blood, coughing up blood, but man, still he looks needs cool. to. He still found that way into Flavor Country, man. <laughs> <laughs> so Gideon sedates him, and uh, Charlie's trying to take off on the jump ship. She's hearing voices in her head. And uh, the voice says, like, Clotho, where are you going? And as we find out, because we found out last episode, Charlie's one of the fates. That's her actual name, Clotho. And it's uh, Greek myth accurate, which I, I always appreciate. Okay. CH, because I don't think, I'm sure they did not plan this from the beginning. And it's a lucky coincidence that Clotho uh, also starts with a CH. <laughs> that's the only way that happened. Oh, really? I have it like CL. 
cloth though. And maybe oh, maybe you're right. I just typed yeah, it yeah, yeah. ch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let, let, let's edit that out. <laughs> oh man, I have so many ch jokes. <laughs> <laughs> just going through your notes. I know. All my notes are shit up. now, Travis. So, she, but she runs into Bayrod and Zari, and I mean, and it's all awkward and stuff, and it's clear they fucked at some point or another. Mm-hmm. And that's really kind of shoehorned in quick and early here. Like, what? Like, because there was no indication of any of that that I can recall, uh, any sort of anything between either. Well, I'll tell you them. why. Because we first saw Bayrod in the season finale. And we haven't seen Charlie until last episode. So the, there was never. And they were never in the same. Yeah. Never in a scene yeah, together. I mean, yeah. Maybe there could have been a, a seed planted or something. It just felt a little, uh, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, just pushed, pushed it. Like, what? It started to feel a little Grey's Anatomy. Everybody's fucking everybody. <laughs> well, yeah. What do we call them? Uh, sexy time travelers having sex through time? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I get that part, but I agree. It's, it, it's all, because it's also never really referenced again. They don't become a couple ever. Really? Again. No, 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 no. It's just for this. Weird. <clears throat> so uh, Ava calls a meeting because it got to get back to work. And hold on, I got to click that. Uh, the short staff because Sarah is still in Star City and Nick is in a mood, quote unquote. And I wonder what that's code for because he gets one scene. And it's a fun scene, but that's it's the only weird. It's a little. Why is he into rock and roll? Mick Mick loves rock and roll. He loves is Black Sabbath. Big, oh, that's right. Okay, I don't remember that being a big part of his character either. Oh no, that has been established. Okay, okay. He, he's okay. a Black Sabbath guy. Okay. And she unveils this season's uh, monster detector, the prognosticator, and she just like ta-da. And I love that there's no, and here's how we did it. Like Ray went in and put magic bones in a computer. It's just like, this is it. Ta-da. And yes. just love this. This is this season's don't need a backstory. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> get to it. Yeah. Get right to it. And because yeah. also it can predict where the encores will pop up mm-hmm. before they change the timeline. Again, this is a lot that they're throwing in at the beginning here. You got these two have already these two have had sex together. We're adding that new dynamic. Here's this new thing that we're adding to the to the squad here, and and here's where we're going. Like it's just pack, 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 packing it all in. So they are not impressed at all. But she checks it, and there's a category five in 1997 Hong Kong that might be related to some gangster, mysterious gangster taking over the drug trade. And uh, from the triad, which I don't know if that's actually what the Chinese mafia is called, but in the world of these shows, it is the triad. Mm. So it's a little bit of show continuity. Cool. Like Green Arrows had some shit with the triad. Gotcha. So they figured out, all right, Ray and Zari will stay and quarterback on the ship. And Nate goes she, to. She thinks it's Queen B. Queen B. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm real good at that. Mm-hmm. I really liked her in this episode. I think this is the, the, the first time this character has not been like over like last episode. Or, she or doesn't just have to do much. She doesn't have to do much. Well, no, she's doing Gideon's job because yeah. Gideon doesn't she does basically Gideon goes offline. Uh Amy Pemberton got sent home early that day, and they have a lot of people to, did. To, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And Tala Ash did her job until the last scene where Gideon's like, all right, I'm back. Yeah. 
And Nate goes to get his scooter because of the uh, the traffic in Hong Kong. And uh, and uh, okay, okay, that's why he okay. I was just like, uh, uh, he, but he has it though. Yeah, okay. And then he brings it out and he calls it it's, it's Magoon. It's, it's the Magoon. one of the worst lines. I yeah. hate it. I it's hate just so, it. It's just so bro duty and un, un I hate it. Basic, it's, just basic yeah. uh culture. Um but it, I don't It's Chekhov's fought, scooter, Travis. No, it's it's Chekhov's scooter. I got I mean them showing right? up, but I, like it getting a uh it, it did get paid off better, but them having this reaction to it was so dumb. Like what a why do they care so much about this? A scooter, like, no, a motor. So, it didn't make any sense. Well, hold on. Like, I'd be don't. I would. I wouldn't know. But were motorized scooters something new in 2020 that people are like, oh, that's cool. And if so, um, and I'll let's say I'll give you that. I don't know. Maybe yes. so. Why is the woman from 2042? Yes. Super like holy shit, a scooter. No, and give even, me a ride. It's pretty basic. Like I really just like you know, it's nothing special at all. It, it doesn't fit any of these characters at all. For them it's to be it's only by. it's only for the. It's just only the, for the, the joke. Draw attention to it. Yes. Well, not just that. It's not just Chekhov's scooter. It's so Ava can go. You're impressed by that and not this that I yeah. stayed up all night making. And that's that's the setup for it, and it's super clunky. Because yep. they yeah, they all start acting like 12 year olds. Ray's running down the hallway going, Ooh, I'm next. I was like, what just happened? Mm. Yep. <laughs> give me a give me a and then the aliens hit them with a de-aging ray and made them all fucking 12 year olds or something. <laughs> yes, you know, like what the fuck? But yeah. so we cut to Hong Kong and Ava and Charlie are at this uh triad front at a tea, uh, tea house. Uh Bayrod, uh is a waiter in the long tradition of being able to just go anywhere and get a job as a waiter on the show, which mm-hmm. at this point, I love it. <laughs> at least it's consistent. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. Especially same. non-Chinese Bayrod yeah. who just happens to just be walking around as a waiter in a mob house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not well. Nate's outside looking for this gangster. And God, this fucking made me laugh so hard. It's the first time I noticed it. We cut to the wave rider and Zari's actually trying to do research. So she has a newspaper, like the day's paper. And she's pointing out to Ray about uh, this is uh, when Britain's uh, going to be, uh, quote unquote, giving Hong Kong back to China. And the, the newspaper is in English. And the name of the newspaper is the China Daily Post. <laughs> yeah. I maybe like like someone in production instead of like, should we get a paper in China? Like, why why oh, would she yeah. have this oh, English right. in English? In yes, English with, with that name. Someone had some fun in production. Yeah. What, what do you want to call this paper? I don't know. Uh, the Chinese Daily Post. Yeah. yeah sounds yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> it really made me laugh. And Ray, Ray blows her off. Outside the tea shop, this biker arrives with a briefcase. Takes his helmet off. It's Genghis Khan. Can you hear yeah. that dog? Yeah, I can. Because she knows what's coming. He walks into the shop. The slow motion dove flies up, looks right at the camera and says, How many Capones? Mr. Capone. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. I canceled tickets to the opera. 
because I heard there was new players in town. All right. All right. Now, last time when we were talking about Napoleon, you yeah. said that the definitive Napoleon was yep. the, uh, the fellow from Bill and Ted. Yeah. And, I and think now we've we got another. Yeah. All agree. I think we can all agree. The definitive Genghis Khan, John Wayne and the Conqueror. Uh, <laughs> no, I was also going to go back to the Bill and Ted, dude. But you, you do you, pal. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, this guy, he had, he had some good moments, he had some, some whatever, but I just never, he didn't get to the level of that, that Bill and Ted guy, um, he didn't get to the level even of the, uh, of any, of much that I'd seen this season, to be honest with you, I don't, I, I, he wasn't miscast. I don't think that mustache was on properly. <laughs> Your mustache is crooked. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I just, uh, it could have been a little bit better. I, I, I don't know. He never rose above the, uh, kind of cliche. Um, even though of course the guy in Bill and Ted is, uh, so I'd go about mm -hmm. a, a five. I'm going to go five as well. Uh, he had a few line deliveries. I really like, because all he had to do is be menacing and say menacing shit. Yeah. And then he gets a joke in at the end that fucking made me giggle, uh, which didn't have anything really to do with his performance, but it, it was, I just loved the line mm -hmm. in I the middle of which one you talk about. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. 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 We'll get and, uh, but I thought he projected the menace. Well, like in the, um, the, the the standoff with the guns, you know, yeah, this yeah. stuff. I so five right in the middle here because yeah. he didn't have anything else to do. Like in yeah. Bill and Ted, I mean, he had to do jokes, right? Yeah, I mean, so yeah and he was comedy. jumping on jumping on trampolines. Uh, yeah, that's a comedy. Like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. here here he's riding motorcycles and and uh, and such. Yeah, he had to look menacing a lot. That's right. So he uh, like I said, goes into the shop, goes to the triad room. Ava gets on the horn with Nate. And asked, she's like, why is he in 1997? And why can he ride a motorcycle? Now, we'll find out about the 1997 part, which is pretty awesome. It's one of my favorite badass uh, parts of this. Uh, and Nate looks at the fucking motorcycle. He's like, oh, Genghis Khan revolutionized war with horses and motorcycles are like the modern horses. And I just wanted Ava really? to go, Ava to go, that's great. But how, I, I asked, how, how the fuck does he know how to ride one? <laughs> Yeah, another. Oh, of course, you guys get it. I don't know. You know, I I do attribute those to them knowing there are people, younger folks in the audience, don't know that shit, and they throw it in there, and it's you know, like, for them it, that's new that's new knowledge, and it, it's always clumsy when they do it, but yeah. I always think, well, that's one for the kids, right? That that's what we're doing. The little one for little the dumb one for the dummies in the audience in, in the writers room in the writers room like so what are we coming up with the dumb dumb for the dumb dumbs this week <laughs> I got it slavery is wrong but with zombies good let's go <laughs> so he opens this uh, case full of drugs in the office and uh there's an ear in there too which uh, looked 
very rubber even, yeah. even on my phone so i can't imagine Crazy. what that rubber oh, here looks oh like. here quickly i want to give a shout out to mr Wu. the uh, uh you read my mind baby yeah. you read my mind this is the legendary colin Fu uh here in vancouver i've never uh, had the privilege of working uh with him directly but he's just in everything else i've seen him at auditions um just oh, a, really and he's just a guy who's just been a a staple of the vancouver film i looked for, up his for IMDb. decades he's for been decades everything everything yes everything. yes yeah he is beloved here in vancouver so it's always good always happy to see him on uh tv because he just kills it whenever he's on, on he TV. kills it here that's the other thing too yep, yep. He, he doesn't have a lot of lines he kills it yep. he jumps off the fucking screen like yeah. wow like it, yeah. it, he in just a few lines one seeks after genghis khan takes him hostage we don't ever see him again i don't mm -hmm. think and right right i think this is it yeah yeah and he steals the entire scene just with yeah, his yeah, presence and how good yeah, he is yeah. fantastic he yeah so cool <laughs> so apparently like he took off his cousin his nephew's ear and stuff he, he had stole the drugs and now he's returning them with the ear saying join me or die or we're, we're going to take over the world and he's like and here i am stuck in the middle with you <laughs> right like in the movie okay no seriously we'll, we'll sort this thing out we'll sort this out mr Wu's here's the line mr Wu uh says that it's just it's just two words and he, he like he delivers his ultimatum he's like and if, he goes if i refuse oh two, three words sorry if i refuse and just that delivery is just yeah. jumps off the yeah. screen it's great awesome uh my exact quote here uh in my notes this guy rules yep awesome so charlie uh they got this syringe with what they used to knock out constantine uh and she's being like super headstrong she's trying to like bully her way through and bees uh, uh trying to tell her stop take it easy because there's also this underlying thing about because we don't know we, we don't really know shit about bayrod and so here we find out that he they banged he felt more about it than she did and is he not sure of himself as a superhero because never heard about that before but there's a lot of that in here he's always like nope gotta hide stop bullets with my wind you want to get nuts you know mm -hmm. and it felt like I, it came out of nowhere but it kind of had to come out of nowhere because the character came out of nowhere mm -hmm. but it always stood out to me in this one i'm like huh is this this is his hero's journey to become mm -hmm. a badass okay mm -hmm. and it as i said before i just think that the same with the same thing with them having slept together there should have been more seeds planted um to like insinuate right. these things rather than just surprise because they, they they've they're good at that they're good at like well, sprinkling the, things right. that they can that they can come back to later right that, that's what makes me yeah i'm sorry that's what makes me wonder i think the bayrod stuff is what i said We've introduced this character and the idea is that he's been there as long as Zari. So there's going to have to be these weird logic jumps. Yes. I'm curious about why didn't we even see Maisie Richardson Sellers in, for the first four episodes where they would have done that. And nothing I've read in any of the IMDb has given me a clue as to what she was doing at that mm -hmm. time. I wonder if they just had like quotas in terms of how much of the cast they could pay at a certain it's possible times that might be related to why katie lots is barely in this episode to be honest as well, well she's also hey, directing it, i know i know but you know she could be 
she could be uh, towing the company line uh, by saying that, but she might know deep down that this is uh, yeah, cost. Oh, she's 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 towing the company line, or you mean she's like, listen, I know I could direct myself, Katie. Yes. When you're asked about this, you're gonna say you couldn't. Yes. You couldn't do it until now. <laughs> As Vince Berlanti Jr. is puffing on a cigar. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> yep. That's exactly how it went down. <laughs> so B yells for her to stop. That's when the guard notices this waiter who clearly doesn't work here and opens fire and just starts screaming like a maniac. It's so funny. It, mm-hmm. Like, why is he screaming? Like, he's not yelling anything in Chinese. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's so I well, I thought that was just part of the uh you know doing the tip of the hat to the genre thing i've seen enough of those movies and see these guys yelling while they they shoot it's just so funny that he's been standing there the whole time and he just he's just thinking he's like i don't i've never seen that waiter before Hmm. i don't know but you know the boss hires all kinds and uh okay and he yells something in english (laughs) (laughs) i knew it (laughs) <laughs> and then in one of the uh again the dialogue some of the dialogue in this one that almost ruins a cool moment suddenly three like hero lady cops jump up and it's super badass it's shot great it's very charlie's angels and the dialogue that, that this uh, actress says is we're the cops freeze jackass it's a lead balloon. It stinks. It, stinks. it amplifies more of what is just a mess. Like what? 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 You haven't again. You haven't given us a reason. They come out of nowhere, yet. but I but I don't mind it because I don't because I'm like okay, undercover cops tracking the triad. Sure, of course. Why not? You know that. So why not? I don't sense. know. Again, you can plant fucking seeds for things like this. Um, I, I, them it, stumbling, it them just stumbling felt, upon it, an operation is fine. sure. It, yeah, it's I guess the dialogue. It's that line is yeah. so bad. It was just so it's par for the so course. Bad. Yeah, but to me, it amplified. Uh, uh, yes, a bad line, and uh, but amplified what was already already um this this thing is feeling like okay, I'm gonna do stuff too too quickly i'm packing in i'm i'm giving you stuff mm-hmm. too much here too soon um and like i said this all starts to pay off because it does pay off right away here's where you see them that, like this turns into that john woo uh looking action well you know how okay here's how i i headcanon it uh travis because uh, mm-hmm. i remember going huh they came out of nowhere and i'm like they literally walked into the middle of a john woo movie Right, that's what happened. Yes, and if we watch the John Woo movie, <laughs> yes. we know who these three women are. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how I. I that's kind of how I look at it. I suppose. I suppose it's still, um, you know, maybe in an in another uh, episode where they already hadn't had those the similar bumps of a similar nature. In my opinion, then it wouldn't have uh, felt uh, as kind of off as as it did. Well, I think when the I think sometimes when the show. It, the show can be really great was when they have the same bumps, but the people behind the camera and the people in front of the camera are doing a good enough job that it, it, it does. You don't care. And yeah, yeah. a line of dialogue like that doesn't work, especially her delivery oh. mm-hmm. did not sound very threatening. No, so, you know, it's all right. Oh, well, 
but then the big John Woo gunfight happens, and I loved it. Big action scene. Uh, like, Must have been fun. It looked super fun to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, I know a lot of people might be sensitive now, and I understand it's a giant gunfight. I can, I get it, you know. And, uh, but it's also so fantasy that I think that's how I can watch it and not be bothered by current events or ongoing events. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I look at it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's it, it's literally a comic book. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I can I mean, see if others I can see if others would have a hard time with this episode or this scene. Really? No, not for I uh, in a involving gangsters and undercover police officers in a in a nineteen ninety seven Hong Kong scenario. I get no. What I'm saying is, I know how people can be a little sensitive about what they're watching. Anyone who's listening right now, who's like, I've never watched Legends of Tomorrow, uh, just letting you know, like, just like previously, someone wanted a epilepsy warning, I'm giving a <laughs> yes, yes, I'm giving a massive uh, oh, Chinese like if there's. There's this is where is you expect these types of actions. There are these types of yeah, these types of actions and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the, this type of action <laughs> is in this type of scenario. There's no reason to to be hey, look out everybody. But I okay. Yes. The epilepsy folks. Great. We're gonna do this I, every I do. every show now. Oh dude, dude, that was the longest setup for that epilepsy okay, punchline. <laughs> okay. I <laughs> I took my time getting to the epilepsy punchline. Right. I'm very, I'm very proud of myself. All right. <laughs> so Ava just starts grabbing a gun and starts murdering motherfuckers. Just like ah. So once again, uh, as already established, time travel show. If you're important to time, can't fuck with you. But if you are a thug or a Nazi, you're just not. You don't matter. That you, yeah. you get killed dead. And and that's a kill. That's a killer be killed scenario that they wandered into there. Oh, I well, of course, not, of course, yeah, yeah. of so course. Like that, that's she's a, having I mean, fun. She's having fun. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a John Woo killer killed scenario. How can you not have fun? <laughs> killer be killed. And and she's uh two of the cops go down, and it's just Ava and uh the other cop. Then we got the uh Genghis Khan, Bayrod, and Charlie, and uh the triple standoff with all the guns out. And Genghis and uh, uh, the two heroes' guns, they're out of ammo. And Genghis Khan breaks the vial and like lets them go because they didn't establish that his gun was empty, I don't think, unless I missed it. And he goes, okay, you're lucky this time. Next time, not so lucky. And uh, I rewound it like three times. But the, the, the scene's moving so fast, I couldn't pick up is his gun empty too? Because if it's not, and I don't think it was, why didn't he just fucking kill him? Why, oh. why, why was he merciful to them? And <sighs> I don't, I, yeah. I, I try, I'm like, it's, it, they do not make it clear. And it, yeah. it really stuck out like a sore thumb to me. Yeah. Oh, well. Again, but I love the scene. I love the way it was shot, the camera spinning yeah. around. Yeah. It was, and here's where it started to feel like, okay, now we're having fun. And it's starting to, we've got all that whatever you were trying to force in there, you, you forced it in and now we're kind of starting to roll, right? We, you've yeah. loaded everything into that minivan and you're clunking along the highway. Now we just got to get to that. I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you didn't say U-Haul Travis. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
No, no, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, everybody's in there. That's a great. That's the funniest. The funniest part of watching those assholes on their knees is that they were all in a fucking U-Haul. Yeah, yeah. that's like, so funny. Garbage. So funny. Garbage humans. Oh, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna mention about. But the U-Haul part made me fucking guffaw. All these assholes. There's always one dumb white trash thing, and I'm like. <laughs> So Ava and the cop are out of ammo and uh, the bad guys are about to get him and steel comes in. He's steel. Remember he's steel turns into steel every now and then, yes. uh, which I read something recently again, uh, where after he's left the show where he talked extensively about why you hardly ever saw it. He said, I think I might've mentioned, he's like, you have, it, you have no idea how much that costs every time we do it. And we didn't think about it when they, they created the character. They just had to find reasons. Even when it looks shitty, that's expensive, apparently. <laughs> and he takes out the bad guys on his scooter, but he breaks his scooter. Very sad about this. There's dead people everywhere. Yes. So let's cut yeah. to Constantine's place, and we're going to wrap through most of this until and we'll save the, the end of it uh, for the end of the show. Okay. So he's sick, and he's got his bulldog cane that talks, which I f- love. It's one of the funniest parts of the show. I and loved it. He's what so, great. but uh, what? Where's this fucking books. thing been? It's from been the comic, the comic books. books. Yeah, it's from the comics. I'm pretty. I'm almost positive. And is this the, the first time in any of these things where this bulldog has shown up? Well, we we haven't even been in Constantine's house until this season. They just introduced Constantine's house. Man, I just fucking I I want that guy part of the team forever. Me too. This is the only, there might be one or two. And I can't remember his name. Maybe you have it right there. A very prolific voice actor. One of the, Robin Atkin Downs. So good. So fucking awesome, man. It just all of a sudden started feeling like, like, again, like like, uh, we talked before in the past uh, or for this season where we're starting to feel like a, a sophisticated episode i'm telling you at the start of this episode it, it was starting to feel like older legends in terms of more cartoony and and not as a serious a tv show this bulldog like kind of saved like all of a sudden this feels like you're watching some sort of i don't know old uh not twin peaks but something in between there you know what i mean it, it was great well it's them, it. it's them doing the balance of the as the this they are doing the the, the comic booky uh silliness and it's just going to get sillier they just get better at it uh counterbalance counterbalance with the more serious uh subplots which always tend to involve your darkest character john yeah yeah and that's the other thing too is like like uh, i talked about how we had two uh episodes in a row that had this real kind of dark or tone in the b plot here with constantine because it has to but they all just have the same all the same like um visual tone as well and same aesthetic through the mm-hmm. whole thing so it just gets it gets repetitive and little things like this help to make it feel like a more like a, a, a more of a fresh experience well as far as the bulldog king goes again uh we are he's the first of what's going to be a number of objects that talk maybe or things at constantine's ah. place Okay, oh, that's cool. It's a regular, uh, it's like uh, the Beast's joint in the Beauty and the Beast. He's got a teacup that's it's, yeah, it's, it's exactly well, like that. 
yes, Gary's gonna dress up like yeah. Bell. Gay and French. Be no, no, gonna, I thought he'd be the gay French, uh, the chandelier guy. Oh, the okay. candelabra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what, dude? Um, Gosh, how did we got a cat. Great, we got to cast everybody. Uh, well, uh, you can well, bring well, back we, we in that in the okay. Angela Lansbury role, the teapot. You could bring back your your lady who you love. Oh yes, to be the, Jane Carr. The boat, Jane, Jane Carr. There you go. Okay, we're making um, this Gaston uh, is Gary. Is Gary? Why not Gary? Yeah, just give it to Gary. No, Gary is the guy who's a little guy who's in love with Gaston. <laughs> oh no, okay, no Gaston. I was thinking. I thought Gaston was the. Uh, um, the Josh Gad uh, role. I thought he was the candelabra. I want to make Gary. The oh, candelabra. okay. Yeah. Gandy the uh, Gary is the. I, I make Constantine the candelabra. No, he, okay. I thought he's a beast. This is his house, right? Oh, uh, it is his house. So there you go. Oh, we'll, we'll workshop it. We'll get back. Okay, to who, okay. Giddy so, again. Uh, no, no, no. It's Gary. Gary's Bell because they fucked. Okay, whatever. You put him in that dress. That's exactly what this show would do. <laughs> Actually, know. you know what? Um, without, Vision's getting clouded. By the with, without without revealing anything, my friend season next season yeah sure you all just right, prognosticated right. something all right all right there's gonna be a beauty and the beast segment cool coming up and it's cool. wonderful cool gary's not in a dress that that was on me <laughs> so jc is making a summoning spell and says he needs the hair of an albino <laughs> yeah i noticed that too i never heard it pronounced that way I was just like, man, Albano was right there. I would have just, <laughs> if I was in that writing room, what the fuck's an Albino? How about we just say Albano? I'd be happy to help you, uh, Mr. Constantine. If he was alive, I'd make him the voice of the cane. Yes. <laughs> so Constantine uh, passes out, goes to purgatory, and we see this little timer on his arm, which I've seen in other sci-fi stuff mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i can't remember what it was but the idea of that little life timer sure like, it's like a, i know a spawn used it a lot in there uh mm. that was like his whole thing for a while no before. i mean in a movie i know i've yeah, seen that. i know but it looked good yeah it looked really good and astra's aaron tells him what she did he's like look whoever had the magical power to help you do that is you know you don't want to mess with them they're gonna you have to pay for this later and the room uh is Purgatory, I'm sorry, is the room where Astro went to hell. And he's, try he's, he's trying to tell her about the loom and how he could fix it. And she's like, tend to it calls, just calls him pathetic. And she doesn't believe him. He's a liar. He'll say anything. And so Ray brings him back to life and he tells him what's going on with Astra. So Ray calls Nora, the fairy godmother. Maybe she can cure him with her current kid, uh, Pippa. Uh, which I'm like, does this take a, like, I don't know, like, about these, some of the cartoons that I know parents hate for whatever reason. Right. Oh, and Peppa, I know one Peppa is Kalu. Is Peppa Pig uh, one? Pig. Or no, 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 no. We've all, okay. Peppa's, Peppa's fine. The only thing I remember, the only guy okay. I really didn't like was the, the parrot. The parrot in Peppa okay. Pig. <laughs> yeah, I, I could, I, 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 I didn't know if it was in my mind. It was really on that one of the ones that people don't like? I know Kalu. Kalu Would you like a cup despise. of tea? Like, he's just like, relax. Okay. Relax, parrot. What do you think about Kalu? That's a Canadian show, right? Yeah, no, I know, no, he sucks. Everyone, yeah, it, nobody likes Kai. I, I don't, and Nora was never really into it. But uh, Peppa, I've never, Peppa's I've fun. obviously never seen it. I don't Peppa's know. Peppa's chill. Peppa's chill. We we went to a live act. Oh man, I remember. Wait, you went to a live action. Peppa Pig show? Live action Peppa Pig, and to oh. see, uh, to like, I mean, for the first like twenty minutes, I like I was sucking back tears because she was just barely young to like annoy, like she knew who it was. And was she it was the performance? So Did it. the performance get you? 
Uh, no, no, yeah, no, no, no. I, I mean, I tell you, there's one, uh, like the one human in the thing. This is like a goddamn gymnast. I was taking it. Like I talked to my uh, our buddy, our mutual friend Ted, who went to the the show in Calgary. She's like, he's like, yeah, like she was a standout star because she's just like full on energy, keeping things going with these like stuffed animals on stage that are coming out or not. To, but you know what I mean, mascots mm-hmm. who are coming out to do these songs. It was she was impressive. But I mean, like I said, I was moved watching Nora for the first like twenty minutes, and then. For the rest forty minutes, I'm like, okay, when is this fucking thing gonna be over? <laughs> but but I liked. Uh, but the show you're about fun. to say, I the was show transfixed. Is, but the show, uh, the show is always like it's really digestible. They're all eight mm-hmm. minutes, and you know, everyone it made Nora. It made Nora really polite. It made her a lot more polite. Um, oh, that's good. Noticed early on, right? Because they're all very mother, you know, kind of thing. Like, may I go outside with George? Oh, okay. Oh, it's a British show. Yep. Oh, okay. So Gary, <laughs> hey, this is the only Legends of Tomorrow show where uh, I was like, I had P- uh, uh, Pippa Pig jokes ready. If people hated that, it's Peppa Peppa Pig. Well, no, about Pippa, our character yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. I had I had an Alec Baldwin joke just lined up, uh, and that ended up being a delightful story. And I, and I prefer that. Thanks, that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and constantly. Uh, and uh, they're asking her, hey, come on, can you make a wish and make a, uh, my, my friend better? And she wants something first because she's a bit of a brat. And I, uh, Nora's like, uh, we're, we're, we're working on it. And Gary fucking just yells at this child. He, he's not having any of this shit. He's like, listen, you. <laughs> and he's like, the master of the dark arts needs your help, you stupid little fuck. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. Constantine yells at her. And then she gets scared, wishes it don't work. This is magic that's far too powerful. And uh, Nora takes off. Mm-hmm. And not the last we'll see of Pippa. She's in uh, next episode. And she, the, the, the young actress, I if I remember correctly, because there's a lot more of her uh, next episode, is pretty darn good. I okay. don't, I mean, if I'm wrong, okay. I could be wrong. Right. Uh, but I seem to remember she's she's pretty darn good. All right. By the way, next episode, a little teaser halfway through, one of the one one of the episodes considered the best of the series. Oh, there we go. Now we're yeah. talking. Yeah, a little teaser for you while we get through while we get through this one. Hmm. <laughs> Which I again, it comes together and I enjoy it. But the flaw, there's so many dialogue uh, flaws flaws in this one that just yeah. clank for me. That yeah. that's what that's what gets me. We each have our things. That that's mm-hmm. what gets me. Uh so, all right. I'm sorry. I get I get so uh, worked up over uh, Peppa Pig here. Uh, so yeah, then they try the puka. Hey, the puka's back. That heals right. stuff. Right. Yeah. Nora recognized her. Yeah. Oh, Nora watches. And when she think of it. Uh, uh, oh, she didn't get to see the full episode. Oh, I see. Well, she got to see the- at the very beginning. She asked me, "What does uh, what does terminal mean?" I'm like, oh. That's a, that's a Ooh, tough thing to explain okay. to, yep. to, to a kid. Constantine so coughing up blood might be a yes, little rough. Yeah. Oh, I mean, she's seen enough of old British dramas with her granny and grandpa. That oh, sure. okay. There's not much time left for me. <laughs> is that your? Is that the grandparents of the TV show? No, no, no. They're <laughs> they're doing well. They're doing great. And remember the last time Constantine uh, was with the Puka, he was nice to it. Remember, let it go. From yep. the chain that was just kind of like hanging over its neck. And 
Puka can't do it. And Kanji's like, screw you. And the Puka yells, like, yeah, go fuck, fuck yourself and takes off. And like Ray says something like, oh, he didn't mean it. And Kanji kind of laughs, he's like, oh, I fucking meant it. You know, I'm like, what the yeah. fuck happened between you and the Puka since the last time we they got a history? You guys. They have a history. Oof. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And Ray goes, listen, I know, I know this is magic. You pointed this out. This is a magical disease. We've had pukas. We've had fairy godmothers. I think I need to take you to an oncologist. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. Right. <laughs> Ray wants to take him to an oncologist. Why not? Dude, I mean, for God's sake, you got to try anything. At, At this, this point? point? Freaking out. Yeah. Well, Akasti's like, no, no, no. I got an idea. Okay. There's a spell I could use. I need the force. Basically, he says, I need the foreskin blood of a medieval knight. And he's like, hey, I'm Sir Raymond of the Palms. Yes. And he's like, uh, and you're on his un- reaction. You need yes. to be uncircumcised. And he's and, uh, and it's, it's super funny. I, I fucking loved it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's funny. what Gary calls him on his shit. And he yells at them, tells them to fucking piss off, uh, calls him Captain America and the village idiot, like because Ray brought up a bucket list and he calls to Gabriel in heaven to make a deal and all you hear is wings flying away even he doesn't want anything to do with them and as we'll find out later uh the bulldog will tell him he would have made him his slave right and uh the, the bulldog came here's where we meet him uh <laughs> he, he tells him off he's like gabriel would have made you a slave and uh, constantine threatens to shove him up his ass and he goes oh you'd like that wouldn't you and matt ryan kind of like raises his eyebrow like oh, got yeah, maybe him i would maybe it's I would. so funny I guess. I mean, it's I guess. So I guess. It's, a, it's a weird, uh, weird sense of humor in this episode too. I thought that was very the K. Uh, the K uh, knows. The K knows what Constantine's into. Mm-hmm. The Kane wouldn't have liked it, but mm-hmm. Constantine would have. Maybe it would have. Maybe he's like, "Oh, you would, you you would love that, wouldn't you, my 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 floppy bulldog, wet soppy <laughs> jowls deep in your <laughs> anal crevice." I bet you would like that. Bet that's something you'd like. You'd probably move me into that and, and ask me to go Bromsky. You'd probably, that's probably something you'd, you'd enjoy that, wouldn't you, John Constantine? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the game tells me, hey, go be with the only two friends you got left, asshole. And so he, he's like, he listens to his cane. And he goes in to find Ray and Gary making a roast and a feast because that's what you do, right? Where the fuck did Ray get a roast? Why is Ray making a fuck? Like, Not well, that makes went, sense. That went poorly. You hungry? Yeah, yeah I, know, I could get it. You hungry? Yeah, we got some food. What we got here? Got a roast. Want to ah. make a roast? You cut the fucking vegetables. We got five hours. <laughs> Let's make it count. <laughs> How much do you think Constantine will live long enough? For, like, look, hey, you want to make a bet? I'm going to put a roast in the oven. See, what do you think? Like, gonna... yeah, what's going to be go first? What's going to hear the first? bell? You're going to hear the ding? Or are we going to hear our buddy's forehead hitting the table? <laughs> what do you got, Gary? <laughs> forehead or bell? I got a saw buck on, on roast. <laughs> So Constantine tells him he's sorry, and they decide to have a last meal. As silly as the roast is, I do I love the last meal, and we'll get to that. 
So on the rave rider, Charlie's like, come on, B, you know, stop being such a pussy, basically. You can probably stop bullets with that totem. And that's like, oh, no way, man. And uh, Ava calls the meeting and says, look, we fucked up. And here's what we need to do. Charlie, you need to infiltrate the gang. And she goes, oh, just because I'm the shape shifter, I have to do it? And I just like, yeah. Yeah. What? Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. That makes sense. That's, that's part of your shtick. <laughs> I get it if she's still like. I know. When she's first on the I show? Could, yes, when she's yes, first I on know. the show? Sure. Now? Of course you fucking would. Uh Oh, we could ask the other shapeshifters to do it. The other shapeshifters on the team. They're no, occupied. <laughs> they're busy. But Z's like, oh, you're a shapeshifter. And uh, Charlie's hot for Z. And is like, I could be anyone you want. And they're looking at each other. And I have to say, just something I brought up uh, uh, in the past. I get it now. Because I, you, you remember I mentioned that after uh, Maisie left the show, at some point it uh, was revealed that there was a scene where she and Zari have a kiss goodbye, or she kisses Zari, and they decided to cut it. And people found out about it and lost their fucking mind. Release the Zarly cut, they said. And I'm, I'm not kidding. It was on Legends Twitter. And I remember thinking, fine yeah release it make him happy but what's the big deal i don't you know i don't remember any like hints this is the third time in in this rewatch they've hinted at this and i'm like oh i completely forgot about this very minor subplot Mm -hmm. that they did push all throughout this so everyone i'm on your side now release the zarly cut come on what do you (laughs) Come on, put it on the DVD. Or, that, that portmanteau doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. Yeah, no, not, it, it ain't great, but you know, but that's what they called it. So I'm behind it now because now I want to see it too. Because now I, my you, bad. Uh, I don't. Dude, my bad, Johnny. You mm-hmm. always kind of deep down wanted to see it. Oh fuck yeah! You don't. <laughs> you don't. I reserve comments. <laughs> Good Lord, pal. Uh So Charlie needs a drink. B needs a smoke. uh, And Nate figures out they fucked. And uh, but he doesn't just say fucked. He's looking over there because I uh, it's a Zari and uh, Ava. And he says, he's like, oh, they went to pound town. And Ava don't get it. He's like bone zone smash city. And I was waiting for it. Nasty in the pasty? Come on, bring him back an old one. Come on. No? No? Oh, you weren't on the team then. Right, right. Got it. Oh, my God. I had to think about who had said it. That's so funny, man. She figures it out, and she's like, no. And he uh, goes and just does the motorcycle room. Here's what they did. Like, oh, they fucked. And uh, to the sound effect of the motorcycles of uh, the next shot of Khan and his gang. Uh, yeah, arriving at the nice docks. That's a nice touch. I like. I thought that was good. And uh, so B takes one of these guys out. Charlie takes his form to infiltrate. Khan has this hero cop. And uh, by the way, this episode or Legends at all not shown in China because a little critical of China here, uh, in a way that I maybe kind of appreciate. Right. Oh no, no, no. What did they say? Uh, what is she, what is is it? Ava's line. Well, Ava's though. Ava's line is way over the top. You know, like, oh, yeah. isn't this familiar? But he's looking at this cop's uh, family pictures in her wallet. He goes, 
only one child unambitious and i was like hmm is that a comment on yeah on, on that is yeah that, casual, that too? casual chinese racism <laughs> um uh and also the uh what is what does ava say the line about oh gee another this sounds familiar uh hong kong is about to be taken over or be ruled by a tyrant or something yeah I hope, all, I hope they're talking about the the British Empire. That's what I exactly. That's exactly what I said. Yeah, I, I thought to myself, no, I really, I thought that was their out. Yeah, I thought that I if someone went, I thought that right, was their, like, right. like, no, we're talking about Britain right, and China. Right, 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 right. I really thought that still was still is a little clunky and mixed oh, in with that previous, clunky. mixed in with the previous thing. It doesn't come off. As it a, was super clunky. Message, yeah. yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I like I liked the baby picture one. That one I thought was subtle. Because I, I thought that's what they were getting at, or right. the fact that Genghis Khan this isn't the legend that he fathered so many children that point zero five. Oh, okay, maybe that was part of it. Maybe that was part of it. Yeah, hmm. yeah, I know there's some truth to that. All right. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It sounds made up to me. It's like, it does. It's it like does dog like years. It. You know, it's like dog years. You know, when you're a little kid, that you think that's science. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Bayrod and uh, and uh, Nate are in the car talking about uh, uh, him uh, fucking uh, him fucking Charlie and I, I do I love fucking uh, Zano here he's like uh, so man she shape shift and he's like that's that's what you want to talk about he's like 100% man but yes like, yes of course of course <laughs> of course of course, it's it's the most realistic piece of dialogue in yeah. this episode. Of course, that's the first thing I would ask. Yeah. Yo, man, you ask her to do Prince Charles? <laughs> <laughs> so the reason B is sad is because she left without saying goodbye. And as they have this talk, the thug that got tied up in the back goes, maybe it's not about you, which may... I, I admit that was a great joke. It made me fucking laugh. I forgot the guy was back there. Yeah. I yeah, thought that was, that was very funny. I didn't, I didn't kind of remember them even having a guy back there, but then to just have him sneak out so quickly after doing that. How's that? A he distracted them with his good advice. And that's then, so that's how he untied his, uh, his, his binds Weak is ass. how I put it together. Weak Cause ass. that it's the only logical explanation. Yeah. It's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> believe me i i like the line so much i had to try to do some yeah, head cannon yeah. for this yes. fucking to, for that to fucking work that's a head fleet <laughs> not ah. just a head cannon so nate tells him he's got the hots for his sister tells him just talk to talk to charlie you know so the cop is uh giving up where prince charles's motorcade will be because the the big play here is somehow Genghis Khan is going to go, nope, you're going to sign it over to me. And that's going to be legal. And I'm fine with sure, it. I'm like, sure. sure. Yep. He's sure. got lawyers with them. He's got a fleet of lawyers is what he has. Yeah, that's everybody on those bikes. They're all, yeah, uh, the bikes are the, 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 the lawyers. They're, they're ninja bike warrior, uh, lawyers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna get through traffic to serve you. Yeah. <laughs> So this is when Ava says, sounds familiar. And uh, this is when he tells why he's in 1997. Because uh, the encores, when they come back to life, is when they died. And he was in a tomb. And so he was resurrected 700 years ago. But he, did, but he had uh, his hell sword. 
because you know more hell weapons which is always fun yeah uh he, he dug his way out with it and it took him 700 years to dig him his way out. And now he's here to take over the world. And mm-hmm. I, the geek in me loved that. I was like, that's, that's exactly badass. 700 years. Okay. Exactly. It, that's yeah. how long it took. Okay. <laughs> and so Charlie in disguise starts to take off. And this is when Khan asks about uh, the fleet, you know, how's it going? And she bullshits her way out of here, starts hearing voices again and starts shape shifting a little. And uh, gets distracted, and Bayrod has to save her from getting hit by a truck, and conveniently lands up right in the missionary position. <laughs> and heavy breathing, as it said yeah. in uh, in brackets in the closed captioning. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. Looking fine too. I, uh, costuming on uh, uh, Shehan here. He's wearing it quite well. He's got this uh, sexy uh, Mick Foley thing going on. That yeah, I really yeah, it's a little a little too mm-hmm. lumberjack chic. That's a mm-hmm. that's so eight years ago. Mm-hmm. But he's got that deep, no, but that deep U, that yeah, deep no, U on his T-shirt is nice. Yes, you say so. Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't do it for me. Didn't do it for me. All right, hey, different he's a little strokes. too polished. A little too polished tonight. <laughs> so, back on the ship, uh, Charlie and Bayrod are talking out what's going on uh, uh, with them in front of Marie Antoinette for some fucking reason. Again, they still got her there. Yeah. I forgot about that completely. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my old favorite, your old favorite. But this time in a force field, remember? Because not in the library, where she belonged. And she tells him, "Look, we had mediocre sex, and uh, uh, so don't get attached. That's not what this is about." And uh, he's like, "Well, fine, fine. Uh, so I'm not really good, you know. Um, but can you just stick around long enough to stop Genghis Khan? We need your help." And just so uh, Marie Antoinette can look at him after she leaves, like, yeah, mediocre is not bad. And so, like, they, they dressed her up again. They dressed Courtney Ford up in this get up again just to deliver that fucking joke. Or, or, or they probably would have got like, that. Could have I'm sure. Yeah, you're right. They got that last <laughs> yeah, episode. Yeah, right. yeah. I like to pretend it's a play going on every week, Travis. <laughs> These are real people. <laughs> yeah. So on the bridge, Z has been doing research, and uh, Nate finds that out and uh, gives him steel in his shorts. That turns him on. She's hot and she's smart doing historical research. Yeah. He's not threatened because he's the historian, but he likes it. You know what I like? That yellow top on Zari is outstanding. Just saying that that's a look. It's a, that, it looks so good on her that there's a lot of publicity photos of the character in that top. And uh, I think she looks stunning in it. Great. They're trying to think, uh, figure out what fleet means. And uh, Ava, Ava gets a plan and it's going to take Bayrod going down there on his own. And right now we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. State coordinates of new land acquisition. Oh, we know that big oak tree that got struck by lightning? Negative. The barn with the funny cow mural? Negative. One-eyed scarecrow? Negative. Giant water tower? You're not from here, are you? I've never seen him. That hardly matters. Robots don't know you. We do. Hey, how's your dad doing? For over 80 years, Farm Bureau Financial Services has built relationships first and plans second. It's your future. Let's protect it. Welcome back to Gideon, guys. And before we get back to the show, uh, Travis, what else we got going on? Well, we are part of a lot of other great shows here on the Plum Podcast Network that I encourage all of you to check out. 
wherever you get your podcasts or listen to them, be it SoundCloud or iTunes or wherever. Uh, and it includes uh, my uh, my podcast miniseries that I've been doing uh, on the Obi-Wan Kenobi miniseries called The Fools Who Follow Him uh, with uh, our buddy Pete Schermacher. And the most recent episode where we talk about episode four, uh, we are joined by a, a really great uh, local uh, comedian named Marta Wesselhoff, who knows a lot about Star Wars lore and knew a lot about a uh, specific uh, video game that that this recent um, episode references. Which so she was like uh, really helpful in that, but also uh, really funny. So we're definitely going to have her back for the uh, finale as well. So I encourage everyone to check that out. That's the fools who follow. I do have uh, one review here. I just got just before we started uh -huh. recording. My buddy Pat called. Uh, my buddy Pat from uh, California said. Uh, Hey, loving the Obi-Wan podcast. Your guy Pete seemed like he had a cold shower and a cup of black coffee between episodes one and two. So <laughs> look for look for the fools who follow him here on Pop. I'll give you another hey, hey, hold on. Yeah, yeah. That plug. I'll give you another review. I haven't gotten around to watching Obi-Wan yet because I saw that your guest. And uh so I was like, oh, stand-up comic. I was like, oh, I'm gonna give this a listen because you know, I've been, you know podcast with you now for quite some time i podcast with pete for a long time and i wanted to hear that this was gonna go mm -hmm. you know and i haven't watched the show i didn't need to i thoroughly enjoyed your guys conversation because cool. so much of it was like kind of about the show but a lot of it was just you guys talking star trek and uh or star wars yeah yeah oh i'm sorry i'm staring at my star trek stuff over here but I star wars but yeah. i appreciate it thank you man so yeah, yeah it's here on the palm podcast network uh, aside from that, uh, Mystery Titans Theater is back uh, live this Saturday, uh, which is uh, June 18th, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yes. That is a show where, uh, oh my gosh, for the first time, we will not be joined by uh, by by you nope. um, because you are back on the bus for the uh, following the dead. But uh, uh, I am uh thrilled to be joined by our uh guy i met for the first time who we mutual friends uh named ben zani out in our the trip to texas he's an awesome guy watches a ton of independent wrestling and also knows a lot about the old stuff too so we've got some good stuff for him like uh, we figured out his taste uh, and uh, kelly's put together another fun playlist for that so you can ch check that out live at 7 p.m pacific standard time every other saturday this one's going to be june 18th and then two weekends from that we try to keep it on uh, on that uh schedule as much as possible twitch.tv slash jarvis washing machine give us a follow there uh if oh, you, you know what i'm gonna live, do you know go what ahead. i'm gonna do what's up? uh during the show uh if it's going on during the intermission of the dead show i'm gonna go on the twitch and give you nice. a live update fantastic sounds great this is what's happening with the set list mm -hmm. yeah sounds good uh yeah uh yeah so but you can't follow us live uh go to youtube.com slash c slash jarvis wash machine that's where we show uh put up the shows about a, within a week uh afterwards that's mystery titans theater we watch old wrestling even if you're not a wrestling fan it's a blast all right now normally uh in the past this is the part of the show where we would have checked in with uh, everyone's favorite immortal despot vandal savage but since i know he's taking a break i was invited uh uh, Mick Rory to join us to, for his segment. Um, oh, no, no. Oh, hold the phone, hold the phone. Oh, oh you can't phone. You fucker, don't sell me out that fast, you fucker. You fat 
fuck. <laughs> Sorry, I don't usually mention the weight. That came out of nowhere. I apologize. I lost six pounds. I, I know. I believe it. That was uh, that was offside. I'm sorry. I just listen. I went to the doctor listen, today. I'm on I went cloud to the doctor nine. today. Got weighed ever since I changed my diet two weeks ago. Yeah, I've lost six and, pounds. And again, I apologize. I'm I could not be happier to hear the news that you are doing well because, brother Johan, you I am on cloud nine. Great. You would not believe the week I had. I don't know if you guys could tell from my latest correspondence, but I have been a bit, a little down in the dumps. And, uh, you know, I'd wandered over to where the uh, the river sticks. Have you heard of this place? Yes. And I thought, like, you know, I ended all uh, like a second time, like to end it in hell. Mm. Holy cow. Kinda Holy cow. Ass. That's Kinda really, that's really... That's really um that's uh that's a weird place to be in. Uh so <laughs> I'm about to do it. I'm about to make it happen. When out of nowhere comes the answer to like if I believed in any sort of thing, my my prayers. The woman I by the Maddie, my beloved Madeline, comes to me. She tells me she is a fan of your show. Gideon guys. Albright? I, she work. I, I, I mean, I didn't want to give away her last name. She works in. She used to work for yes, your government. I. She. She comes and starts speaking to me. Tells me she loves the show. She thinks I'm a real charming guy. She heard me. Uh, things go with it. She assumed that both of the women would be down here with me. That was the last episode she had heard before her untimely demise. And now, wow, we hit it off. Things are. If I must say, pretty hot, Ooh. and uh, only getting hotter because it's hell, you know. Mm. Like I, it feels like, you know, again, it's hell. It feels like it's been I've spent years with her, but it could have been seconds, weeks, months. I don't know. There's no concept of time down here. It's hell, but it's been magical. So happy that I'm back on the sauce and here to tell you all about uh, Barry the Hatchet. From North Point Brewing Company, based out of uh, North Vancouver, British Columbia. I'm on. Uh, I'm trying out their kettle sour. It's got a little bit. Uh, you know, I love the sours, my my guy. Raspberry, blackberry, strawberry, water, malt, hops, and yeast. That's all you need. Sign me up. I love it. It's not too boozy because I gotta. You know, <laughs> can't get too uh, hammered. When uh, when Maddie starts calling, you know what I mean? I got to be standing at attention. This, this is the best time of my life. I owe the two of you a debt of gratitude for introducing this woman to this show and introducing her to me. And we're going to play some Jenga. We're going to have a great time. One last thing, Johan. Yes. This beer, this particular beer. Hard too sophisticated for your infantile palate, you son of a bitch. Good night. Sounds like he's in a good place. I mean, well, hell, but a good place. I mean, I can't believe that she was a fan of our show. That's crazy. It's the that, super it's crazy. That, that's weird. That's weird. But, I mean, kudos. I, I guess uh, he's always... I, I was thinking the worst last week, but... Um, yeah, me too. I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear that it worked out. And I am DB Curious.
So first we got a little trivia, Travis. We get ready for this. Mm-hmm. Constantine threatens to shove the bulldog up his own butt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which the bulldog says he'd probably enjoy. This is a nod to Constantine's bisexuality and may suggest that he is either a bottom or a switch in his male relationships. Now, that bit of trivia, depending on what stereotypical accent you throw on it, can be mean, it can be hateful, or my preference is like the cop, like the cop in Hill Street Blues who's just reading a description. Yep. Yeah. Constantine threatens, or he's like, so uh, this is a nod to Constantine. Bisexuality may suggest he's either a bottom or like explaining this to these dumb cops in cop talk. It's pretty great. (laughs) Four out of seven found that interesting. Now it's time for viewer reviews. 10 out of 10. Con from uh, Wet Mars, who we met last episode. We really enjoyed that one. Good old solid episode. Really enjoyed watching it. The humor was very great. As long as Wet Mars keeps that positive attitude, I'm always going to throw Wet Mars in there. 13 to 14 found that helpful. What? I don't I don't get that at all. You're going to have to explain what Wet Mars? Yes, what? Wet Mars was one of our reviewers last time. Okay, okay, okay. And, and okay. he or she, I believe it's okay. a shame, okay. Okay. had a very positive thing to say. Okay, that's all I'm say. going okay. to include okay. he or I she or they or whatever. Okay, I got oh, it. Yeah, got okay. it. I'm expecting you to remember these people, uh, okay. Travis. Sorry, man. Look, it's it's there. not it's, it's not all a flash. Don't even say his who. name. Don't even say that. It's name. not you know who. I just want but to be, nobody. Like they're all forgettable. Yeah. I want to inject a little positivity with yeah. a little wet Mars right. every okay. now and then. Okay, okay. Okay. Action from Tinsadilla. <clears throat> no shortage on action scenes tonight. Even in the cop comes to mind. And speaking of action, there was some looks exchanged between Charlie and Zari. I still don't care for B's boo-hoo-hoo attitude, but he sure worked that black silk shirt. And the totem work at the end was impressive. What was this guy's name? Uh, Tyndall Asilla. Tyndall Asilla. He's in construction. He's good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Seven out of eight found that helpful. Sure. Sure. And every now and then, I just like to find the weirdest one. Eight out of ten. It's coming back, hopefully. And there was a whole paragraph about he thinks the show's bouncing back from Tom's Tom's N. Uh, but he ended this long review with one thing the writers didn't consider, or maybe they did. Could have been a short ep. That yes, while Prince Charles was there at the Hong Kong handover, so was Brian Blessed. Not even an undead immortal Genghis Khan would have stood a chance against him. What? (laughs) Apparently, Brian Blessed was there. Who's Brian Blessed? The actor? Brian Blessed? Oh, look look him up. You'll immediately go, oh, that guy, Brian Blessed. That's funny. (laughs) That one, I don't know. That would tickle my weird fancy. (laughs) Three out of three found it helpful, though. So we cut back to the show. We're in the Hong Kong streets. It's all gridlock. Nate's, uh, I mean, Nate's trying to find something in a warehouse. They don't know what this fleet is. And Nate finds 
the empty containers and figures it out as we see the army of fucking badasses on scooters, like jumping on cars and doing acrobatics. And every time I see that scene, I pop. I think it's super funny. I like the callback. He left the broken one there, gave Genghis Khan a fucking idea, and they're using scooters to get through the traffic to get to kidnap Prince Charles. And I loved it. I thought it was fucking great. And then right in, right as it's so fucking great, it cuts to Nate and he does con. And (laughs) yeah, you didn't like that. No, that made me laugh. laugh. See, you know what? Being the Star Trek fan that I am, I'm just kind of like, that's not George on Seinfeld doing it. It it was too fucking easy. It was too easy. And I I don't care for it. Yeah. Okay. If that had been a Star Wars line, you would have felt the same way. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It just kind of came out. It it mixed in with all that silliness. I thought it felt like a good little, because it's silly seeing these uh, ninjas coming in on these, uh, zipper scooter so i'm completely giving my, my review on that line yeah is purely influenced by me being a star trek geek okay, uh, so, okay. So Got it. i'm just I see. putting that out there but there's smoke and the music's pretty badass and they chase uh, prince charles's car and and here i uh wrote paparazzi joke goes here shit i didn't i was gonna go back i was gonna go back i'm glad he didn't and that was weird too that's kind of exactly what i was thinking uh you gotta think right why do you think i wrote that dude that's exactly what i was thinking i'm like the spencers hired genghis khan motherfucker (laughs) put that put that in your backstory and smoke it (laughs) jesus but then be clotheslines a motherfucker off his uh, scooter. And that was pretty cool. No matter what, it, well, come on, dude. It's us. It's you. You get you get have the worst show of all time. And you, you put enough clotheslines in it, and I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. <laughs> if there's other clotheslines coming, oh man, just a show of clotheslines. Everyone's just clotheslining each other. It's the entire show. <laughs> I watched six. I'd watch six hours of people in real life clotheslining each other. <laughs> so, uh, so Bayrod gets to the car, but he and Prince Charles uh, get taken prisoner. And I've had my examples of the worst dialogue. Uh, Bayrod looking at Prince Charles, and he, he says, "I'm sorry, I couldn't rescue you, Prince Charles." And it reminded me of like. What do you think about that sideshow, Luke Perry? It, yeah, I know, I know, sucked. I know. <laughs> yeah. Just from the line, uh, my friends okay. call me Charlie, and it's Charlie. And I don't know if they had if that's supposed to mean he knew it was Charlie, and that's why the stilted delivery. I'd like it, but uh-huh. I didn't. I thought she surprised him. Uh-huh. Or maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that was the right. plan all along. But yeah, who knows? Uh, um, are we gonna get to this Prince Charles or what? Oh, we're about to get to that Prince Charles, my friend. Jesus Christ. Okay. So first of all, uh, Charlie turns in front of the gang and Genghis Khan. Charlie changes into Genghis Khan. And is like, hey, follow me now. I'm like, great fucking plan. That fucking brilliant. Uh, Ge- <laughs> Genghis Khan just. Puts a fucking like sword 
to Bayrod. He's like, what the fuck? What do you think I'm that stupid? That was all so stupid. That exchange was so dumb. That made no sense. <laughs> and <sighs> she changes back and he's like, where's Prince Charles? And here we meet Prince Charles with... So it's our second of the night. I don't know. Are you gonna, we don't need to do. We don't need to do the same. I don't think boost, we need but, to do the drop, but, uh, but another. Uh, how many Capones, baby? Oh God! Oh, oh, this one-liner. All right. So this is um, a failure on several levels. I think. First of all, usually the casting is really tight, and they at least try to make them look like uh, the person. I mm-hmm. think somebody got their lines wires crossed and thought they had to cast Tony Blair. He looked way more like <laughs> Tony Blair than he. He looked nothing like Prince Charles. It was. I don't awful. think it mattered. I don't think. It, it, and it, also, and there, in it. but it, it, at least give us. A, oh, that's Prince Charles. Like you know, come on, man. Oh, that's George Lucas. Oh, that's even at its bad. Oh, that's, so what you're asking that's, for? That's, okay. that's 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 Albert Einstein. Like, okay, at least so let okay. us know right, who okay, it on, is. Hold on. Follow me here. Follow me here. Yes. What do the George Lucas and Albert Einstein characters have in common? B- bad wigs or so even bad ears. Bad ears. Right. We needed big cases. bad ears. Even right? G- but uh, even Genghis Khan, you know it's him the second you look at it. Even the the Napoleons. Right. What do you, guy, how do you know Prince Charles? The big ears. Yeah, yeah, something like that, right? Anything. Or just or just put some fucking uh, spitting image loaf on his face. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you cast for inbred? Yeah. And I'll uh, but uh, like that's what I think. Like even the cat like it casting was off on this man like uh, like i say he looked more like tony blair and he didn't even sound i wanted him to sound like um the way uh dana carver used to mumsy mumsy (laughs) (laughs) i didn't give him that much thought because oh oh, so i haven't given you a number like this guy's a a, a eight or nine man like not good not right i'm gonna go a little lower i'm gonna go seven capones because being friendly because because it made me laugh and and i barely ever got the only shot you got of him like of his face was as charlie morphs and the cgi goes so weird he like he has this dead pallor and it's fucking really really weird it's very force ghosty and but but he's like but he says to uh, mick he's just sitting there while mick's getting fucking hammered and uh, rocking out, he's like, uh, "I think you're supposed to tell your crew I'm here." And he's like, "Shut the fuck up! I'm on my beer break. Listen to the fucking tunes." And oh, it, Camilla, it, and that made me laugh. But I'm like, it made me wonder. I'm like, okay, it got me just thinking. I'm like, we have nothing to do with Dominic this whole episode. Where, where do we just fit this in? Like, we got a great joke for him. Just come in for an hour, or if that, and, and right. do this. Yeah. Yep. But I like, but I it made me. I was so happy to see him. I was like, yeah. "Oh, good, he's in it at least," and it made me <laughs> giggle. So that that six is based on that. I gave him really no mind. All right, uh, <laughs> Genghis Khan wants to mar- marry Charlie because she'd be powerful. And this is when she gives this cornball speech, like to Genghis Khan about, "Oh, you wouldn't want to be with me because me and relationships are on the run," which is like terrible. And then I'm like. Oh, it's terrible on purpose because it's because it's always like, oh, and that's it's because Bayrod's supposed to understand what she's saying. And after this, like that clunky, so ugh, soap opera, whatever thing, it just cuts the Genghis Congo. is like, oh, wait, so you two fucked? Okay. And it got a giggle out of me. I'm like, okay, I, I thought that I, I thought know. that was clever. Yeah, I thought it was clever. Yeah. 
because nah. I was so I forgot about the line and I was so my my poison pen was out. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, are they really gonna do this? Do they really do this? I'm like, oh, okay, that that was funny. again that line, a big part of my uh my, my uh, five for uh, con here. All right, all right. I got you. So Khan's gonna have all of his guys uh, shoot her, and uh, that's when Bayrod get uh, gets the will and the power to actually use his totem to stop the fucking bullets, and it looks fucking cool. Yeah, and, yep. and, yeah, and she grabs and he's and he, they're hovering there, and she grabs the sword, flips over, and fucking just kills Genghis Khan out of nowhere. And that's like that's it, and uh, kills him good for for uh, down to hell yeah. again. Yeah, 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 with the with the with the hell sword. Is that theirs now? It is theirs now. Cool. Uh, um, then she threatens the gang that Bayrod's gonna throw the bullets back to them and then in the middle of all this a Monty Python goddamn joke because as they're running away they're yelling run away run away really yep that's funny yep Hmm. so we're back on the ship and Charlie fills in the team on what's going on with her Nate still on a scooter tells him she's a fate she's Clotho the spinner and uh, she was uh of the three fates, like she's the one that would spin the destiny, and then there's the one who would write the destiny, or and then the one who would cut, you know, your life. And she uh, broke this loom into three pieces, like we said, scattered them throughout the multiverse because no one should have that power. And then, since Crisis, there's only one universe; they're all back. The sisters, all the sisters, are doing it for themselves, <laughs> and uh, they can sense it, and they want to try to get her. And she thinks they're coming to kill her. And the team's like, and that's why she's been running away. And the team's like, hey, come on, you know, we're a team. We're going to be behind you. And then a, a hologram, the really CGI hologram of uh, Katie Lotz pop, pops in, I thought. Right. I just wanted her to go, what's with all the fucking scooters? Yes. Uh, ask what she misses. And I guess what she misses was a goofy Robert Altman scene where everyone talks at once. Yeah. And cut back to Constantine's dinner. Gary's sad, but Constantine uh, shows the will. He left the place to Gary. And Ray's reading it, and I love Ralph's delivery. He, like, guffaws, like, you left your house to this fucking idiot? (laughs) More and more as we're getting to his last two, I'm, like, missing Brendan Ralph already. He he, he really finally got there. Do you remember in the first season how much I, I fucking hated that character? yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we get Gary being the guy you hate because he, uh, um, uh, Constantine asked Ray, he said, Well, still tell me there, Squire, what's on your bucket list? He's like, Oh, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna ask Norton to marry me. And Gary, like, Can I be the flower boy? Mm-hmm. And even then, Ralph goes, That's nice, Gary. It's weird, but it's like, Ugh, ugh, flower mm-hmm. boy. Even that one can't even really be explained by the reveal in a couple of seasons. It's just <laughs> fucking stupid. Uh, Constantine tells him to go marry that witch and they drink a toast. He, I love what he calls it, like, here's to you, you lovely idiots. And it just, it felt real and good because Matt Ryan's fucking great. Mm-hmm. And, but his drink is poison and he's back in purgatory while he's dying and he's with Astra. And this time he convinces her about the loom using Scarborough Fair because that was her song and her mom's song. And I just wanted her to go, stop it. That song sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Not a fan of Scarborough Fair. No, I love uh, I love Simon and Garfunkel. I I really can't stand Scarborough Fair. <laughs> I think that song stinks. 
it's an odd one to, to pick out. I mean, I think it just blends everyone has the rest. You never know. It blends in with the rest of the uh, the 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 catalog. I, okay, I like it when I'm watching The Graduate. It fits yeah. in in the background. Yeah. I do not. I will always just skip to, it when I'm listening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't okay. care for it. I don't care for it. And uh, so this time, he convinces her, and she whips open the the watch and turns it back. So apparently, you need the magic of someone really fucking powerful to turn it forward but she could just fucking do it without the help of hot hippie mom i could have used a little hot hippie mom in this episode uh just saying we're gonna get a lot more of her but uh okay. constantine comes back to life he's, he's like scrooge on christmas day just jumping around it was that kind of energy right uh gives gary a kiss and grabs the will and burns it what the fuck was i thinking yeah says hail the wave rider and uh, a line that's never ever been said on television I need to see a lady about a loom. Remember loom? Used to play it with my my dear childhood friend Parker Brothers Loom. Or it's just uh, yeah, a loom, a loom. Like it's it's one uh, aluminium. Uh, I need to see a, I need to see a lady about a loom. Minium oil. So, so as protect my brain from the satellites. <laughs> All right, John, let's get you back to the fucking med bay. Get all your right. hands off me. All right. So all in all, I have my, my criticism of this one, but there's enough that I enjoy about this one that like seven, that 7.8 is fits for me on this. Really? One. Oh, I think that's really generous. I think that okay. uh, I'd go, I'd go six, maybe like it salvages the six. Cause it was really kind of clunky at the beginning there and stuff. And really, um, uh like earning there that's low for me you know yeah uh, no <laughs> like like that's uh you know like i was i was hoping for sixes in in episode or season one and you know this has better stuff than season one in it but it also has like, like come on man if you're showing me you I, i've talked about this before if you're showing me that you know what you're doing and you're figuring out a formula here you shouldn't be making these kind of just shitty storytelling mistakes early on here that are just just yeah uh, anyways uh, like i said it, it, it lands by the end and like okay we're, i want to see what happens next um i think it's fun uh, i think it's fun and charming but upon you know it, the, the rewatch and looking at it with that eye he's like they're like oh there's a lot that just stands out but there's also yeah. a lot that makes me laugh and makes me go yeah that was mm-hmm. badass mm-hmm. so you know that's it's fun it's like i said I, when i read those scores it's one of the lower scoring ones you know you, there's reasons why but next mm-hmm. week my friend as i said next week all right we are going to uh, be watching the episode Mr. Parker's Cul-de-Sac. Yeah, let's do it. It's one of the best. Cool. And, uh, we, we can't wait for you guys to uh, join us uh, for that one. Thanks again for uh, listening to the show. Oh, real quick. Who's your MVP? Oh, in this episode? Yeah. It might be... It might be Constantine again, just because he had to carry the most. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, I'm going to take the easy way out and say Katie Lotz for her directing debut. I thought uh, she did a great job, uh, especially with the action scenes. Especially yeah, like, with that, she didn't write. I the, thought it was. I thought it was a subpar debut as a director. Mm, I thought okay, like she I, gets I, better and better. I thought she did a great job. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I didn't knock your MVP. No, I, I mean, didn't knock your MVP. But I, but, but I thought our MVPs were usually talking about acting performances. And like, I, 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 I'm changing the rules every time, man. I'm a wild. What? But you're pulling in a rookie who uh, I gotta say it, felt felt like a rookie. Um, I didn't have any other. Oh no 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 no. Okay. 
Rowan Atkinson, Rowan Atkin Downs. No, the Dave, cane. David uh, Colin Fu. Yeah. Oh no, the uh, the cane, the 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 the, the yeah, voice yeah, actor. That's Rob, Robin Atkin Downs. That's the bulldog. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, right. I'm, I'm still all props. I thought Katie Lost did a great job on the debut, especially with the action scenes. And remember, she didn't write the fucking script. Uh, but yeah, I got to go with like uh, the cane of the asshole guy because that was just great. Mwah, it was fantastic. All right. Once again, follow us at Guys Gideon on Twitter. Spread the word about the show. Be sure to check out all the great shows on the Plum Podcast Network, and we will talk to you next time.